Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Maniac Mansion, Part 2 for the NES. Yes, welcome back, friends. Uh, last time, we talked about the characters, the mechanics of the game, the scum system, and the very lengthy history. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. A, a rare treat here, Cartridge Command. <laughs> but this week is going to be all about the mansion itself. As maniacal as it can be. Indeed. So let's get right into it. Now, as we mentioned uh, last time, when you start the game, you actually get to choose which characters you play as, Mm -hmm. except for your starting character. Yeah, you're stuck with Dave. Always got the Dave. And it's the characters you choose that change the way you play the game and force you to make different decisions or pick up different items to achieve different endings. Right, right. So, uh, you know, normally we would call this the level by level, but there is not really a way to talk about this in a sequential order. Otherwise, you're just kind of going through the story in different ways it's probably more of a room by room kind of thing you know yeah so we're gonna take this room by room and the first room is not a room because you're outside (laughs) yes you get a little introduction a tiny bit of a cutscene here yeah dave's like come on we gotta go rescue sandy and then you're you're here and you can do a few things you can read the warning sign outside yeah you can push the doorbell and uh, ed will come answer it there's a uh, doormat that's right. You can move it to find your first of several keys. Yeah, yeah. And then here's where it gets a little weird because one of the d- things uh, you can do to change the outcome or different endings is by using an envelope. Yeah, you'll get an envelope later that you'll you send out after a, a, a kind of a lengthy process of being able to use it. But you can mail it in the mailbox. Mm-hmm. And the mailbox is here. You always have to come back to use it. And it's one of the few items you can actually waste. Yeah, well, and, you know, along with that envelope, like the manual mentioned explicitly, and you'll is at some point a package for Ed will show up and you have to get it if you're trying to beat it with like Wendy or Michael, for example. Anyone who needs to use that envelope to mail something out, you have to get the stamps from the package. Yeah. And if you miss it, then you're kind of screwed. So hopefully you have someone else in the, your party who has other skills that can still beat the game. It's the only kind of fail state in the game, kind of. Well, I, I know a lot of times uh, I'll see people that are using those characters uh, that need the the stamps. We'll just leave a character outside mm-hmm. and just to be ready to instantly get it once the package is delivered. Yeah, or, you know, you can interrupt, like, you know, it's one of the cutscenes we talked about, and it happens relatively early in the game, and the doorbell will ring, you'll hear it, then you'll you'll see Ed leave his room, and if you just put someone in his path, he'll grab them and take them, and I think he just forgets about the package then, and you can come get it at your leisure, or, yeah, even if he doesn't, then you, at least gives you some extra time. And the scenarios you're talking about here is that in one of them, if you're Sid or Razor, you've got to get the demo tape Yeah, from the green tentacle. Which, you know, we talked about all of the characters 
that you play as in the game last week. But, you know, I think let's take a break here and talk about all of the characters that live in the house. Yeah, there are a couple. Yeah. And I think it's going to make it easier to talk about these rooms if we already introduce them. Sure. It's Maniac Mansion's most wanted. Now, we've talked about uh, these characters a little bit, but let's go through them one by one. We've got the head of the household, Dr. Fred. Dr. Fred Edison. Mm-hmm. Uh, blue-skinned. As all of the, the family members are. And he is a scientist. He is supposedly a retired physician. Now, are there, is their skin all blue because of the meteor? Is that what you think? Maybe. I, I don't know. Kind of like a Night of the Living Dead scenario. But he's he's definitely, much like the prologue suggests, you know, after the meteor hit, like, what, 20 years ago or something? He completely, he, like, doesn't sleep anymore, and he's he's gone. You know, you don't really actually uh, interact with him very much throughout the game, mainly through cutscenes. Yeah, yeah, because he's kind of, in, he just kind of stays in his lab, at the, which mm-hmm. is spoilers at the very end of the game. Uh, and then we have his wife, Edna. Nurse Edna, yes. Mm-hmm. You know, she stays in her room a lot, but she can wander a few times. I think most people will first encounter her at the fridge because at the beginning, if you just go in and you kind of take some of the very first doors, it leads you on a path that leads you to the fridge where she is standing there checking it out and she'll grab you and take you to the dungeon, which is... Unless kind of, you switch characters. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of freaky at first, but it doesn't really matter. The dungeon is pretty toothless. Yeah. Uh, and then we have their son, Ed, which I guess is a junior. Yeah, weird Ed. Who? Yeah. And it could be the junior of either of them. Yeah. That's the fun part. It is true. And he's got the, he's the one that has the pet hamster. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If he catches you, he, that's another dungeon trip. But, you know, he's actually one of the more minor characters, I feel like, of, of the family. Yeah. He other aside from the package and uh, occasionally or maybe just once at some point, he'll just announce it via cutscene that, gee, I'm hungry. And he'll start heading out. And then if you're in between his room and the kitchen, you better move to a different room or hide or you're getting captured again and then we have two um let's say in quote air quotes characters (laughs) we have uh ted the mummy ted the mummy yes he is in a shower at one in a bathroom Mm -hmm. and but you don't there's zero interaction with him pretty much that that affects the gameplay Uh, there is the meteor itself it is a sentient that's right yeah he is wanted by the meteor police that's right, which, spoilers, is one of your possible outs of this game to finish him up. And then there are two more uh, characters that get more playtime than you would imagine, or screen time, I should say, but definitely appear more in the sequel, and those are the tentacles. Yes, we got the green and purple tentacle. The green one is kind of the more friendly, I guess. He likes rock music, and yes, you feed it some food at one point. I don't know, That's a that's a way to... Another way to win via rock music, but uh, the Purple Tentacle is the more loyal minion of Dr. Fred, it seems. He's guarding the pretty much the last room into one of his labs, and that he is one of the major obstacles where most of the, <laughs> or several of the paths to ending the game are really more about how you deal with him than... Yeah, how you distract or, you know, just get take by. care of the Purple Tentacle. Yeah, so it's quite the rogues gallery. So, yeah, so let's get back to that that opening room then. And we, we did mention that, you know, one of the main ways you can, or one of the ways you have to get Sid or Razor scenario on is you have to send a demo tape from the Green Tentacle. Mm-hmm. And then for Wendy, you have to send the a corrected manuscript. Yes, a meteor. The meteor is also a, or a aspiring author. Yeah, and that was written by the meteor. 
And those are things that have to happen from this room to complete the game with those characters. Pretty much. Yeah, it all hinges on the stamps. <laughs> like, that's why that package is so important. And I guess you have to have the character, the, the cutscene will not happen if there's a kid outside. But you can have someone like just inside the door. Yeah. But I think you can pull the bush out of the way. There are two bushes by the steps at the front of the house, and one of them can be removed. And there's a grate that you're not strong enough to, to move yet, but you can come back later and use that to get to a kind of crawl space area that is useful later on. But for now, nothing. But yeah, later on, we will encounter an exercise machine that will allow one person, or I guess you could use it on multiple kids, but I didn't. It'll allow you to get pumped up, and then you can get through this grate, and underneath there's a... That's the pool drain, right? Yes, you can drain the pool, as well as... uh, It's important for Michael's ending to get... There's some ink that gets spilled later, and it falls down through a, a grate down to here. And if you have your sponge, you can get that, and you'll need that for later, but... Regardless of whether you want the ink or not, you got to come down here to drain the pool, which comes in handy later on. But mostly you're going to be using that key and walking right into the ground floor of this house. Yeah, your very first room's got uh, one of the actually more normal looking rooms in the house. It just has three doors, a stairway, and some plants. Yeah, and you can enter a couple of those doors right off the bat. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the... You come in on the left side of the screen, and then the very first door you see will take you to the kitchen. A lot of people's very first uh, brushes with danger, because if you go straight into this kitchen, you're going to find, well, some blood on the wall. Yeah. And if it's early in the game, Edna there to take you to the dungeon. Yeah, so that'll probably happen, but fear not, because now Edna's out of the way, so you can come back, and there are a couple items you can grab in here. There's the flashlights. There's a microwave you can use. You can take a chainsaw, but I don't think you can ever use it for anything. Red herring. Now, you can also get a named can of Pepsi. Yeah. I always thought it was crazy that it actually said Pepsi. Yeah, it's pretty wild. And you need it as well, so you should grab it. I I mean, I usually just take everything, but one thing I thought was interesting here was that there's batteries in the fridge. Yeah, which is actually like... You know, especially back in the day, that's you were told to store them in the fridge. They would make them last longer. I never heard that. And I remember one of my friends in like elementary school, I remember staying the night at his house and I was like, batteries in the fridge. What are you nuts? Like, this is bizarre. And I didn't know anyone else. So it wasn't until we played this game. It was like, oh, I guess it really was a thing. (laughs) Like Crazy. Yeah. I take back my admonishment. But yeah, so on the other on the opposite side of this room is another door you can go through to a dining room which is, there's not a whole lot on here. I think this is where you can get a rotting turkey. (laughs) Yeah, and a week-old roast. Ooh, good stuff. And going through there again, you'll come to a a kind of storage room. There's a door on the opposite side of this very, you know, there's dining room where there... Let's go back real quick, because I, I, uh, I'm sorry. I know we moved on. Dining room, very boring looking. But I I really like the design of that uh, kitchen, by the way. It's got a really nice, like, I don't know, like 50s meets... 70s remodel look mm. that I like with that tile in the back and everything. Tile like wall backsplash and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And the dining room, um, you know, is is your typical like wood paneled fancy dining room. Yeah, yeah. Not not very. Uh, I don't know. It just it seems pretty plain for the the way the rest of this house is designed. Right, right. Well, because the next room you go into is like purple, <laughs> and you have like this yellow door that is locked at this point usually, but. Uh, there's a shelf with several things you can get, such as developer ink, which when you try to grab it, will spill onto the grate in the floor. And we already talked about how you get that 
uh, later on. But mm-hmm. And I definitely wanted to talk about how plain that last room was because this room is so bright and, and, and garish. <laughs> like the the corner has like the brick exposed it's just i don't know walking into this room is crazy compared to the last one it's a bold yeah <laughs> and then so eventually i think you need the silver key which you know you obviously wouldn't have normally when you come through here but opening that door will take you outside to the pool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which and uh you don't want to <laughs> the, the pool is the the key to unlocking a, uh, is it more than one ending of the game well you need the glowing key to get into the yeah into his lab pretty much right yeah so that and this is the only place to get it uh the pool is filled with which you might, i don't know if it tells you this as soon as you come in but if you try to go in you'll figure out this is radioactive water so yeah it turns out that the doctor ed is uh is a nuclear reactor and using the pool as a way to cool the rods yeah it's pretty sweet uh, so Again, if uh, once you get to that crawl space we mentioned, you can drain the pool and you climb down to go. There's a key down here you want to grab and get out because this actually is kind of a timed thing where if you take too long, it will just melt down and explode the house and everyone dies. Yeah. Now, what's funny is, I don't know, is it's the I always thought that the reactor looked like a hand. It, it does kind of. Yeah. I don't think it's supposed to, but I, for some reason, I thought it was like a robot hand that was then turned into a reactor. <laughs> I don't know. Let me out. And then you can also use a glass jar to get some of the radioactive water here. Yes, which you, you want to do because uh, it'll come in handy down the line. Yeah, yeah. And then there is also a uh, a radio here at the pool. Oh, is that? the? Th- yeah, yeah. Which... And that's what has the, the good batteries in it. Oh, yes, because the fridge batteries don't last very long, and that won't help you for to use in the flashlight. Yeah, and then you can use these in the flashlight. There's one more room in this kind of path we've taken you on through the kitchen dining room, past the pool. That's right. You can go through a kind of privacy fence gate, and then you'll be at the garage. And the garage has a really sweet ride in it. Yeah, it's an Edsel. Haha. <laughs> Isn't it to open it, you have to have the hunkomatic or something have done that? Yes. But I think they're... Well, okay. So to even open the garage, you have to have someone who's worked out. Right, right. But then uh, the car itself, you need the yellow key from the green tentacles room. Right. So, well, we probably won't have that yet. But once you do, you kind of want to be careful because you can use it to open the trunk which is where you can get the tools which are important for bernard and sid but if you you can accidentally start the car up and it's like a rocket car and it will fly off and that can mess up your or change the way you have to end the game so you know it's a a one-time only thing so be careful yeah now it's funny because the car doesn't have any wheels no it's on bricks or blocks it's cent- yeah. yeah it's on cinder blocks <laughs> but i do love the design of the car in this game like i really love the way they have those big fat tail lights and everything it just looks awesome yeah it's got kind of an ecto-1 vibe uh, you know how i feel about that oh so let's get back to that main uh hallway the the first entry room with the clock the staircase mm-hmm. and the multiple doors you know last time we went in the very first door on your left to the kitchen the dining room but there are like we said a couple other paths where would you like to go next well, the door on the far right will take you down a kind of short path where first you'll go into like kind a, of a, a living room, I guess. Yeah, that's what I would say. And it's uh, it's cool. It's got, you know, a like a teal floor and, and walls with an accent wall of like really crazy wallpaper. 
Yeah, yeah. This is uh, where you'll find there's a chandelier hanging down with a key suspiciously propped above it. It's got an old-timey radio and a cassette player and a cabinet below it that can be handy later. Well, for Bernard, you have to open the radio and pick out the uh, radio tubes. Yes, yes. You, you need them for his ending. Later on, you can record. You can use the... It's like you use a cassette tape to record the Victrola. Mm -hmm. And you can you, also play a cassette tape in it. Yes, because you record it and then bring it down here and play it, and that will shatter the glass to get the key. The rusty key. Which is actually not required to beat the game, but it is the key for the dungeon, so... It you know, makes life a lot easier. Yeah, it just makes getting out less of a pain. And then uh, the final room down this hallway or path is the library. Yeah, there's a, a big spiral staircase that you are informed via sign that is out of order. And supposedly this is the library at Skywalker Ranch. That's a cool looking library, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone loves a good spiral staircase. All the way over on the right is like a easy chair with a phone nearby that I think Bernard or Sid can repair with the tools. Now you are forgetting one important thing that when you walk into this room, there are no lights on. Oh, that's true. This is one of the first where you kind of have to scan around with your cursor until you see where there's a, a light you can interface with. Yeah, you got to turn this lamp on. But yeah, once you get this phone re repaired, you can use it. You, you can call Nurse Edna to distract her. She has a number you we'll find later if you're trying to yes. mess with her. And I, I don't know if you said it, but you have to use the tools you found in the trunk. That's what you use to fix this phone. But yeah, so that's, that's about all there is down this short path. Oh, you're forgetting one other uh, important thing in this room. Uh-oh. That would be Chuck the Plant. There's a plant on the bookshelf. Oh, yes. And this plant appears in multiple LucasArts games. Really? I it's a little in-game joke, yeah. Well, that's cool. I don't think he's named here, but he gets a name eventually. Well, good for him. Moving on yeah, up, yeah. Chuck. <laughs> Moving on up to where? The, Moving the, on up. Are we taking the stairs in the main living room? Well, there's here, here's another short one here because there's a door with no handle. And what? at the bottom of one of the of the banisters of the this large staircase or some kind of like gross demon head, but you can move one to open this knobless door. And that opens into a kind of industrial room. I, it's, it's like a machine like, room, you know? Yeah, there's like some, I mean, there's a radioactive looking chemical thing here. You uh, kind of I mean, want to be careful. It, it looks more just like, you know, your typical, like, oh, they got the heater in here and your your water tank. Yeah. But as you get towards the back of it, yeah, there's like a, a drip of radioactive of liquid. So, yeah, there's not a whole lot to do here right now. Like on the far left is a door that I don't think you can open from here, but it's the door to the dungeon where you will be sent. But right next to it is a fuse box and hanging is the silver key, which is uh, one of the more commonly used keys. So you definitely want to grab that straight away. Yeah, it opens up the backyard and all that area. So now... But but yeah, beyond that is that dungeon we keep referring to where you will be sent. There are two doors, one that opens to the room we just came through that can be opened from the inside because there's a loose brick that you yeah. can manipulate to open it. The other door goes to the secret lab of Dr. Fred, but you can't And you know it's a it secret yet. lab because it's uh, graffiti tagged. I'm sorry, graffito tagged outside. Yeah, yeah, you can tell, so. <laughs> but we can't get in now, so. We'll, we'll talk about that towards the towards the very end. Yeah. But yeah, so back to those first room stairs. We can head on up. And when you head up the stairs, well, you're you're greeted with a, a landing, a very pink landing, some more crazy wallpaper. 
Yes, yes. Uh, portraits of uh, is it Edna and is that Ed Junior on I, the wall there? Yeah, I don't know. That that does look like. I mean, it's definitely Nurse Edna, but I don't know about that fellow. It's either Weird Ed or Fred. I don't. I don't know. Uh, and then you have three doors: two normal doors, one to your left, one to your right. But in front of you, a vault style door. Yeah. So let's talk about the door to the left. Sounds good. It's a kind of grayish light blue room that appears to be an art studio. Mm-hmm. But it's got like a, a crate that has some purple paint kind of like splattered around. And from a, an easel in the center, you can see that somebody was painting something that is orbular, perhaps a meteor. On a crate. Uh, and it's always funny because as a kid, I always thought this was like jelly. I was like, why were they having jelly in here? Well, so you think that's meteor slime or is it purple? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's right. Uh, as an adult who's looked at pictures of the meteor now more often, that is definitely meteor slime. Right, right. But the important thing in this room is that there is a bowl of wax fruit. That's right. You want to grab that. Because it turns out that is the green uh, tentacle's favorite food. And he's a hungry fella. So, And there's also like paint thinner here, right? Yep. And you can waste it on... I think the easel here in the in the room. Oh, you don't want to do that. Do not do it. Now, go back to that uh, landing. There, that plain, normal-looking door on the right. You can enter that, and that is the music room. Yeah, you got a piano, a Victrola, another cassette playing area, and a television in here. This is a nice little room. Wood-paneled. Uh, the piano looks great. The Victrola looks awesome. And as you mentioned, there's a couple things you can do and have to do in this room. It's crucial to several endings because uh, here is where you, there is a broken record that you can play. If you have the cassette tape, you can record it and then use it to shatter that chandelier. And uh, yes, uh, there's the TV is instrumental here, too, because Sid, Razor and Wendy need to turn the TV on, watch a commercial from Mark Eater. Mark a tear. Yeah. Mark a tear. <laughs> and then uh, they will memorize the address. Why can't we send it to rock a tear? Uh, I, I would much rather. It would get there faster. And like we said, you need that rusty key. Uh, if you use the, if you make that tape recording, you can get it from the the chandelier downstairs. That'll make it easier to get kids out of the yeah dungeon without leaving one in there. And then of course, you know, you can actually get the Green Tentacle a recording contract if you use Sid or Razor to use the piano and tape on the cassette tape their uh, musical stylings. So, uh, and you have to send that in to that address for Mark Atier, but. In order to do that, you're going to have to get an envelope, which we don't have yet. Nope. But you better have stamps, so already. Hopefully, hopefully you got them. <laughs> now, there is this door. And how do you get through this door? It's a big steel door. You need the silver key or the glowing key? Hold on. Well, what's funny is that in computer versions of the game, this door was the copy protection. When you would get to it, you would have to look at a code found on the packaging and if you enter the code wrong, the mansion's alarm would go off and you'd have a certain amount of time to enter the correct code before it blows up. Oh, yes, yes. I've heard this now that you mention it. <laughs> but in the NES version, it is just an open door. Well, that's cool. That's, that's kind of wacky in its own way. <laughs> it is indeed. And once you enter it, you find another hallway with many more doors and another set of stairs. Yeah, you got some more kind of... And this this is the, the blue hallway. Blue hallway. It's got some sweet wallpaper and a, another painting of Nurse Edna and uh, something. Meteor, uh, the meteor. Maybe? I think that's a painting of the meteor on the far left. Yeah, so if you go through the first door, which is on the right, or I'm sorry, on the left, immediately to the right of the door we came in, and it's a little doctor's office. You have a skeleton hanging and some kind of what looks like to be a brain chart. Yes, and you have to, uh, it's another dark room when you enter it. 
Oh, sure. Yeah, you got to turn on that. There's a desk lamp. Mm-hmm. I, I like this room a lot. It's really cool looking. Love that little skeleton. But there's yeah. not a lot, of, lot to do in this room. In fact, I think it's only important uh, if you're trying to win with Wendy. Yeah, because in the desk, you will find a manuscript, which is written by the meteor, or I guess dictated. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but And Wendy can take that and improve it. She can turn it into a book. Yeah, she's she's our writer, so... Yeah, uh, there is a locked cabinet in here that there is no key for. It's just to mess mess with you. Oh, dirty. Those dirty dogs. But really, you're going to want to go into that second and way cooler room down the hallway. The second green door. Yeah, that's the arcade. And this arcade looks awesome. Yeah, there's like five games there. You got Alien Slime, Tuna Diver. Meteor Mess. Yes, which uh, is uh, the important one. Disco Crazy <laughs> and Video Fever. All fun stuff. And what looks to be like... I don't know what that game is supposed to be on the on the left side of the room. It looks like air hockey, but it's like on the very floor. <laughs> like well, I don't like if you had to sit like crisscross applesauce to play it. Yeah, yeah. It's very low to the ground. So I don't know. Exactly. Air hockey for ants. But... So when you first uh, get here, most of the time, there is no power in the room and there's nothing you can do. Yeah, that's another job for Bernard, who you can use the tools in a in a room we'll get to later to repair some wiring and restore power to these. Yes. Which is important because, you know, later you'll get a, a quarter that you can use on one of these games. And it's kind of a solution to a puzzle. A code later is that the secret code to get in the lab is hidden in the Meteor Mess score, top score screen. So you have to kind of play it to get in there. However, it's, it's random. Yeah, so you got to do it. looks like four numbers. But if you never turn this game back on, then the code on that door just defaults to zero, 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 zero. So you can kind of ignore this little branch of activities if you if you want or you know what's up. And I'll be honest, I did. Nice. Now, if you use a quarter on the wrong machine or some other way, you can always get more by using the small key from Edna's room on the video game's coin box and it will retrieve your quarter for you. Yeah, which that's useful because you only have one quarter. Indeed. So that is it for the blue hallway and this floor of the house. And one thing you might be noticing is that this this house has a lot of floors. Yes, it does. There's stairs galore. It is. It, I'm glad it was named uh, appropriately because it is quite the mansion. It definitely is. Now, the now at the end of the blue hallway uh, is a set of stairs. And when you go up it, you will be at another little landing. This one, orange and yellow, the cool like Moroccan themed background. It's a it's a weird kind of wallpaper that I like. It looks cool. There's a, a large kind of potted plant bush and and the green tentacle. Dun, dun, dun. Green tentacle. Who will block your progress. Now, if Bernard is in your party and he is the main character you're using, you are out of luck. He will freak out. He will and he'll be unusable. All Green wants is to be fed. Yeah, so especially like your first time through, you've probably seen a lot of food or, you know, rotting turkeys and blah, blah, blah. But There's the, lettuce, cheese, uh, ketchup. So you could try feeding him all kinds of stuff, but what he really wants is the bowl no. of wax fruit. Yeah, not the tentacle chow, by the way, which you will find <laughs> in a storage room. That, is that a might trick. trip you up, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but, you want to give him this uh, the, tent- the, the tentacle, the wax fruit, which is his favorite. Yes, and then he's thirsty, so they're... Again, I think from the fridge, you get give him some fruit drinks. You can also fill up a glass of water from, uh, you can use a jar and a tap. Mm. Uh, do not give him radioactive pool water, though. That is not, no, not a good idea. That's bad for anyone, <laughs> even tentacles. Uh, once you've done both, uh, he just leaves, lets you go, go right on by. Yeah, and there's, so going through the only door in here will take you to the dark room. 
Mm-hmm. And when you enter, it is, as you can imagine, dark. That's right. You can turn on the special light. Yeah, use the what is to locate it, and then you can turn on the red light, as you would have in a dark room. Have you ever uh, been in a dark room, Nick? No. I doubt many people are these days, but <laughs> I did take uh, three semesters of photography in college. It was a blast. Sweet. And uh, I hated darkroom work, by the way, which is yeah. odd because I also worked as a one-hour photo lab technician. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that's why, because using like uh, the, like the standard chemicals and stuff, I could get like a really good development of my film. And then I liked having the machine where I could just play with like numbers and just be like, all right, I'll up that green by one, drop yeah. that cyan, boop, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. And then being in the, the lab where it's just like ma- black magic and chemicals at the time, it's... <laughs> It was never fun. What is this photo sorcery? But, but yeah, this is a an atypical dark room. It doesn't seem to have all of the uh, wet supplies in there. That's right. So if you're Michael, uh, there is a roll of film that I guess you find it outside. I forgot to mention it, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think you can only find it after you've returned the package. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's it's a roll of film that's Weird Ed's like secret plans. So if you have the ink and the developer and stuff, you can use it in here to develop his plans and then giving them to him in his room, which we'll get to shortly. Then he's kind of your buddy and at the very end will help you get by Purple Tentacle. Yes. Now that's the only room available here. Otherwise, you're going to go up these green stairs to another floor, the orange hallway. That's very right. Very orange got some pretty atypical plants some tall plants but many one two three four five doors five more doors baby and these doors almost all lead to the living spaces and uh, rooms of the the people that live in this house yeah so we're just going to go uh through them from left to right yeah this first one is a, is a blue room which I, I believe is supposed to be dr ed's bedroom correct and it is always empty he's never in there Yeah, you have a bed. There's a wanted poster for the meteor. There's a dime on the floor you can pick up. Yeah, yeah. And I think you have to have for Bernard's scenario. Right. Yeah, you need dimes. Uh, He has got this super radio. To to use the police, uh, to call the police on the phone, because this is uh, when people still thought you could get a a phone call with a dime. (laughs) Yeah, many, many years ago. But he's got some sort of super high-tech radio here that's can be repaired by bernard as well and that's who you want to call the meteor police on mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now once you've called the the meteor police you have to have the number that's on the wanted poster yeah and you have a certain amount of time between when you call them and when you open the control room's door yeah you have to make sure that door is open because they can't open it on their own yeah so if you don't get that door open in time i mean i think you can do it like you, you can have a kid right down there since you can switch it, between them you get three tries as well yeah. Okay. Now there is a ladder on the side of his room and it takes you up into the green tentacles bedroom, which is a pretty sweet bedroom. It has two enormous speakers, a tiny bed and some cool rock posters and a stereo. Yeah. The I'm a rocker tour 86. Yeah. I love that tour, man. Uh, now there are a few things you can do in this room. When you get there the first time though, green's going to tell you he's depressed and he's sad. He doesn't have his band going, Boo, which uh, is tough, man. A, a struggling artist. Yeah, this is where you can get the record, the tentacle mating call record. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if it's called that in the NAS version. I feel like that's something <laughs> they, they might have uh, left out. Shameful. Uh, you got the yellow key in here for the garage. Yep. You know, this is how you, you, that record is part of that side quest or the quest line for Sid and Razor to finish the game by getting uh, the record contract. Yeah. 
for green, who will then protect you from the purple tentacle. Precisely. But yeah, after you've concluded your tentacle business here, you can head back down the ladder and back out to the hallway. And the next door, going left to right, is Nurse Edna's room. Uh, This is where that small key is. But more importantly, this is a room of love. (laughs) Yeah, she has, uh, it's all red, all hearts, wallpaper. And pink. And pink, and a big big red heart-shaped pillow. Yes, it's very nice. There's a uh, painting on the wall or a picture of her husband. What a stud. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And like I said, this is where the small key is. Now, there's also a ladder on the side of a room. That's right. You can head up to a weird blue room. (laughs) And this is the safe room. So this is another dark room. You got to turn the light on there. And there's a painting on the wall. Behind that is the safe. Yeah, and you need the combination to open it because this is where the secret and sacred envelope is. Yeah, yeah. Now, there's a to open it, there's a number scrawled behind, underneath it, I think, is the deal. Yeah, but it's too small to read. Yeah, you have to actually have it lit up. Yeah, you have to turn on this light because there's, in a few rooms we'll see, there's a giant telescope that you can aim through this window to read the super tiny writing of the code or the combination. Now, once you open it, there's that envelope in there. Do not open the envelope. Yeah, if you just open it, it'll rip it open, and then you you can't use it. What jerks. Yeah. So you have to go through a kind of lengthy process of steaming it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you go, you have to take the envelope and the glass jar, and you have to get normal, non-radioactive water and microwave it, and then you can open it. It has a yes. quarter inside, whoop-de-doo. But then, most importantly, you can then use it to mail either the manuscript or the, the demo tape. tape. Yeah, you know, out to Mark Atier. And of course, you better have those stamps for that too uh, to yeah. send those away to fulfill those obligations. Now, the real trick is that Edna is in this room a lot. So you have to get her out of the room to get yeah. up there in the attic. So you can do that by having her take a kid to the dungeon or a couple of different ways. So if you have uh, Jeff or Bernard, you can fix that one phone. And call oh, her. And call her. Yeah. Yeah. Now, once you're done with her room, there's another room to the right. And this is Weird Ed's room. And it is very purple. It's got a piggy bank. And what do you think that poster is on the wall? I think it's like plants. Maps. That's the plants. That's what I think. But most importantly, what's hanging from the ceiling? There's an X-Wing up there. Heck yeah, boy. X-Wing. A little X-Wing model. Love it. And this is a room where you typically want to sneak in here either by, if you ring the doorbell, he can he will leave and go. Or again, get captured. But now you can befriend him if you give him the package. That's right, but make sure you get the stamps off first. But yes, either way, he has a piggy bank that you want to get into because it's got three dimes. Mm-hmm. To win with Michael, this is where you give him the plans you developed in the dark room. Yeah, and he'll be like, "Wow, awesome!" But you also want to make sure that if you can take his hamster, and in the cage, you can find a card key that you need to gain access to the final rooms or one of them. Yeah. If he comes in while you're doing this stuff, he'll take you to the dungeon. But if you have the hamster, you can just give it to him, and then he'll just be cool. Indeed. Uh, that's it for his room. The next room is Ted's room, the the mummy. Ted the mummy. Yeah, well, first you go through, there's like the room with a sarcophagus and a kind of exercise machine. I think that's his bedroom, because the sarcophagus would be yeah, his bed. Makes sense. Uh, and that, that machine, the hunk that's where you jack up to be able to lift up the grate or open the garage door, et cetera. Yeah. yeah. And then on the right, you can go through uh, to Ted's bathroom. Mm-hmm. And this is where you find the sponge. That's right. Uh, there's a, it's a 
kind of a tub and a shower. If you open it, you'll be like, ah, there's a mummy in there. But if you got the faucet, you can use it here to turn on the shower and he'll jump over. And that's where you can get Edna's phone number to call her. Yeah, for a good time, call Edna. Or just <laughs> in the NES version, just call Edna. Just call. Yeah. For crying out loud. But So yeah, this is a pretty uh, normal looking bathroom, really. And you can head back out to the final door in the hallway, which is just like a nice little room with like a fireplace, a big family portrait. Uh, there is a carnivorous plant in the corner, though. That is true. There's a plant that you kind of have to deal with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, especially if you want to win with Wendy because this is where the typewriter is that you have to use. That's right. So the the can or the the plant will chill out if you give it the can of Pepsi, right? Um so I know you want to give it the radioactive water and it will grow. Yeah, that'll grow up to the ceiling. Uh if you if you give it water from a sponge, it will only grow halfway. And once it's fully grown, then you give it the can of Pepsi and it will stop chewing at you. And that will let you use the typewriter and you can also use it as a ladder at this point. Yeah, there's like a hole in the ceiling. And if you go up through it, you're up in the like observatory room. And this is where we told you, uh, I, I misspoke earlier, you need the, the dimes for this. This is what you need the dimes for. Yeah, because you it, can rotate the telescope. Yeah, obviously times. this telescope, <laughs> it works just like the tourist binoculars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you use uh, at Landmarks. That's right. So... You can come up here and get that combo for the safe, which we, and we already kind of talked about that. You can head back down because there is another exit, which is a door that is covered with a huge splotch of kind of orange paint. And you can only open this door once you have used the paint remover. And once you do, you're in a very beat up room. That's it's creepy. Yep. And you really just can. Re this is where you can use the tools to repair the wires, to turn on the arcade game, to get the also combo. Side note: This is also a dark room. Oh, it is. Yes, when you come. But in. you can only turn. You can only fix it when the when a kid turns the fuse box off. So just be careful of that. That's right. And and again, the fuse box is in the room right outside the dungeon. Yeah, but yeah, you have to go in here to make the arcade room work at all. So that's most of the dungeon. So by this point, you will have you should have some way to get past Purple Tentacle already yes. in the works, and you can head down to the dungeon in the poorly named or poorly hidden secret lab. Yeah, once you enter the secret lab, the very first room is pretty cool because you got a lot of pipes and like industrial stuff. It also looks like cross section of the house of the Maniac Mansion on like a computer screen. I always thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, once you've entered the lab, though, you won't be able to switch to a new kid or save. Yeah. So you got to be got to be on your toes. Kind of. <laughs> you got to make sure you have the key card, most likely have the yellow key and a way to deal with that purple tentacle. That's right. And because as soon as you come in, this very first room is the purple tentacle. So to get past this purple tentacle, you either have to be the kid who is in the band with green tentacle. That's right. Want him over and he will come and chase away the purple tentacle. Pretty sweet. Uh, you could have given Ed his plans. Yes, right. With Michael. And then Ed will come in and take care of it for you. Exactly. Uh, you can have had a, a publishing contract made by sending in the manuscript. That's right. And you can just show it to the Purple Tentacle and he'll let you buy. Mm -hmm. If the Meteor Police have come and arrested the Meteor, one of them will have dropped a badge. Yeah. And you can and give that badge to the Tentacle. You can stolen Valor your way through. Yes. And any way you do, you can get past him and get to the, the final room. Well, not yes, the final room, but I'm the sorry. Pen, penultimate room. The room where Dr. Fred and your girlfriend, Wendy, not Wendy, Sandy. Sandy. Sandy is there strapped to the Zombomatic. 
That's right. And Dr. Fred gets a little upset at first. There's also a Pepsi machine in here too. But <laughs> Yeah, and it's a really nice Pepsi machine. As a guy who recently bought a crappy $80 Pepsi machine that he's hoping to fix, <laughs> I, I'd like to have that one. It looks good, but you kind of don't have a lot of time here, so you got to move quick. You head to the right, and there's like a locker you can open to get a radiation suit. Well, he starts the self-destruct mechanism, and you have two yes. minutes from yes. this point on to finish the game. So you want to put on the suit and then use the key card to go through the final door, the door to the right. Uh, real quick side note. If you have that quarter, you can get a Pepsi out of that machine, just so you know. Really? Yeah. And I feel like if you do that in your two minutes, that's like some serious style points. That's some, That's some. yeah, you're, you're flexing, man. Yeah. But what you want to do is, like you said, get that suit on, use that key, and where you're headed. That's right. This is the Meteor's Chamber. He's hooked up to some sort of machine. And you can turn it off to release his mind control? Yeah, he's controlling Dr. Fred with it. Yeah, so you turn that off. The whole time, as soon as you enter, you need that suit because the meteor will start shooting bursts of radio, radioactive energy at you, I guess. Yeah. Which now, is not cool. If you already had the meteor police arrested, the game ends right here. Yeah, you just get in a sweet ending. But otherwise, then you have the, the timer and you have to take the meteor... You can pick it up and then head through this door to the right, which will take you, which comes out in the garage. Yeah. Now, if you are doing Wendy's scenario, this is where you give the meteor the publishing contract. You showed the tentacle. Mm -hmm. He will give up his plans and become an author. And then you get like a little epilogue. Yeah. He says, I don't have to be evil anymore. Mm -hmm. But most likely you'll be picking that thing up and going right to the garage. Yeah, where you can throw him in the trunk of the Edsel and then start it up and it shoots off into space. Which shows him. It's pretty funny, too. I One of the things I like about the ending is that when, if you give the meteor the manuscript with Wendy, it's like he's on a talk show, like a Dave Letterman style. Yes, I love that. He gets interviewed. But you can do that and call the meteor police, and they show up and take him on the show. That is awesome. Yeah, so it's like, oh, what a punk. <laughs> Get his hopes up and like, you're a successful author now, meteor. And it's like, no. You still broke the law, boy. You go to jail. But then you get, uh, you know, regardless of how you solved it, you get a pretty cool ending um, where Dr. Fred, you know, you get some jokes where he says, you know, how could I ever repay you? And they're like, Haha, cash would be nice. Yeah. And it can be slightly different. Like if Dave is dead or one of the kids is dead and, you know, you still beat it, their reactions are slightly different. So it's kind of fun to give you a little replay there. And then no matter what, you're going to get a nice little bit of credits. You see the mansion in the background, the moon. The moon. And it's cool because I do like the fact that it does give like uh, designed and written by credits for Ron Gilbert, Gary Winnick. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it seems to do a lot better job than a lot of other games pointing out who made them. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I feel like that's because it was a, a computer game first, perhaps. Right. Right. Yeah. Makes sense. But it's great. It does tell you, uh, it gives you full credits for all the music and everything. And then... Instead of a uh, hard hitting, it gives you a press B to play again. Yeah, get, get right, right back, back in. in, right back in that mansion. <laughs> All right, this is it—the review portion of our show, and of course, we use the classic Nintendo Power Review System that has four categories, each category a possible score from zero to five, starting with graphics and sound. 
Uh, Nick, I gave this game a 4.5. Okay. I really love the graphics of this game. Like, I, I love the style of them. I think the characters look great. The animations are wonderful for their movement. And a key factor for an adventure game is that every item I need to deal with is easily identifiable. Yeah, yeah, I, I went with a 4.0, but I agree with all your points. I, I think that's the key point because while this game doesn't have any, there aren't any screens where I'm just like, whoa, that looks amazing or incredible, but Correct. it's all very like thematically consistent with itself and reality in a way that allows me to be like, oh, I need to pick up this thing. And I know because I could see it, I'm not just scanning around with my cursor. And as we pointed out, every hallway is a different color. Every stairwell looks different. Like these are very important visual things to keep track of when you're in this maze-like multi-room house. Yeah, each area is distinct enough that you could describe it on a podcast if you had to. And the music, as we pointed out last time, rules. I love the music of this game. Almost every character has a really cool theme song. Agreed. I think the music really pulls it up a lot. And to think that this game had no music on the computer is mind-boggling. There's a lot of early games that had no music that is kind of like, wow. But I mean, they couldn't do it when it was first made, but man, it just adds so much to this adventure. For real. Next up is play control. Uh, you know, I was really torn on this. I gave it a 3.5. I could have gone four because really, I mean, my biggest complaints are things that it doesn't really have much control over. Um, I would love to speed that cursor up, but it's still a really fast cursor. What did you uh, give it? I went with the 3.0, but uh, yeah, I think that this is, it's always tough to convert a kind of mouse-based game onto a D-pad. And of the, well, I haven't, tried a whole bunch of them. I think this one is probably the most intuitive. Like the the speed is fast enough, but not so fast that it's uncontrollable and that they let you default by defaulting straight to your go-to command so you can just keep moving. You know, well, and that trick I, I pointed out to you, the select trick. Oh, yes, yes. I mean, all those things, you know, they definitely understood that this was not going to be as smooth as an experience as using a mouse, but I felt like they actually tried and succeeded in making it definitely more playable than than a lot of other uh, people did. Yeah, and for the very few times where it's like, you better get out of this room in the next X seconds, and you kind of scramble, you're never like, uh-oh, like, uh, you, you, can, you can get out of there. You can do it. You can do it. Following that is Challenge Factor. That's a tough one to rate. I went with a 2.5 because it felt very I, fair, you know? You know, I went 2.0 because... The only thing that makes this game challenging is confusion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, for a point and click, it's it's always your... There's no death states. There's no, like, no. you didn't you didn't pick up this item in the first, uh, you know, 20 minutes of the game, so you can't finish it. There's very few places to get stuck. So for me, it's like, you know, you can always just keep trying different things, going different places. There's always, like, there's almost no way to fail. Yeah, and there's no, like, like, skill barrier it's it's always just about inhaling all the items sifting through them to figure out which ones you need for your party and how they would interact with the setting and finally we have theme and fun i went with a 4.5 as did i um i wrote two words and i wrote a blast it those are good words because it is it's a fun especially it's kind of rough as a intro to the genre of games if you were a console gamer like myself back in the day i, mm -hmm. I played a few 
I, I a little bit of like King's Quest or Police Quest, but this is a, a to play this early on would set your standards pretty high, I think. So <laughs> going back to other ones might actually be tough, but it's it's yeah, a but- lot of fun and it's uh, it's a good time. Yeah, I mean, this game knows its place. It is a goofy, wacky, uh, you know, send up of these B movies, slasher films or whatever. It never takes itself too seriously. It never gets too intense. It's just a lot of fun. And, you know, while there are moments where there are tense, especially when you're a kid. Mm, yeah. But, you know, they do a great job of balancing that out. And it's just, a, you know, a great little way to spend an afternoon. Sure. I, I love it because it's a it's a, as a real sense of setting. It's a kind of a, a rich setting that's fun to just poke around this house and be just be nosy and it's fun sneaking mm-hmm. so nick i ask at the end of every show and i will continue doing so should you play this game on the nes i think so i think from what it sounds like this is maybe the best version to play i agree because while this is a censored version you're not going to be uh exploding any hamsters probably sicko you know, Call Edna for a good time, and she doesn't joke about how much she wishes that it was a boy that was captured in the dungeon. Ugh. Uh, you do get less disgusting heads in a <laughs> wicked soundtrack. Yeah, soundtrack is not to be missed. It is not. So I would say this is, you know, play this one for 20 minutes, check out the other one for a second, and you'll be like, nope, I'm going back. <laughs> right, right. And this is the way to play it. You know, unless you grew up with the other version, I would say check this one out. Yeah. Next week's game will be Golden Axe 3, not released in the United States, but on many a uh, Genesis collection. So if you have it for the modern systems, it's on there. So find a copy of that game any way you can and play along, friends. That's right, folks. If you want to let us know who your favorite character in Maniac Mansion is, or your favorite way to die in Maniac Mansion, do it at cartridgecommand at gmail.com. Send us a package. We'll get the stamps. We know how to do this. We do. That's that's about the the extent of uh, our expertise with social media is the kind that comes in an envelope. <laughs> but you know, we still will try to get back to you if you get a hold of us on uh, Cartridge Command at Facebook, uh, Cart Command on the Twitterverse, and if you have any suggestions, you know, let us know. We had one of our longtime uh, friends and fans hit us up, Chad, and don't worry, your your request will be granted sooner than later. Ooh, yeah. So even if, you, if you've been with us since the very beginning or, you know, you started listening in the last three weeks, we'll still we'll still listen and take a take stock of your suggestions. But, you know, we must go out of our way to thank those awesome, fine folks that give to us at patreon.com slash cartridge command, because it is their support that makes this show possible. Yeah, it's uh, vital and important. And we like it like we're scrounging around for dimes to turn telescopes and. Yeah, but luckily there are a couple of views that uh, give to us every month. Keep the lights on. Uh, if you don't give, consider a dollar. Even that would help us out. But any amount of support is awesome. So thank you all so very, very much. Yes, gracias. And as always, Cartridge Commandos, game on. And these are the, you know, these is, these doors is, these doors is, these doors is. <laughs> well,